The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Father, rain upon us this morning. Let somebody have an experience in God. Wave those hands all over this place. Let somebody have such an experience in God this morning that will release them into a place of full expression. A place of completion and true satisfaction. Thank you, Father. In anticipation of what God is going to rain upon you, can you begin to wave your hands in the air? In anticipation. And for those of you that connected in the different viewing centers, in Ibado, in Akure, in, in Alagbado, in Okoba, in Igondu, can you lift up your hands and be expectant of what God is about to rain? I feel something this morning. For God is going to take somebody to a whole new level. Wherever you are, lift those hands up on high and anticipate the reign of God's spirit. Oh, expect, anticipate God to take your life to a whole new level. Wave those hands all over. Oh, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you glory. Let this morning be that morning of visitation. Such visitation that we rewrite somebody's story, that we release somebody's destiny. Wave those hands all over the house. We give you praise, Lord Jesus. We give you praise, Lord Jesus. We give you praise, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Are you expectant this morning? Let me ask your neighbor, say, are you really expectant? Because I feel in my spirit that God is about to literally release somebody like a rocket. You know, when you launch a rocket, you know, it takes a while in terms of the preparation for the launching. But when the relaunching takes place, he goes. I see somebody being released like that. And you're going to go so far. You're going to reach you know to the ends of the hearts everything that god has put in you we come alive we rise to a whole new level are you expecting this morning come on give god a shout of praise you may be seated you're welcome to this amazing service and people that are connected to us in different different places in the city and outside the city you're welcome you're welcome i wish they can show us their video too but okay we'll get there somebody say amen so that we have a feel of the people that are joining on with us this morning i'm going to be sharing something with you by the way i have good news for you uh, i thought i would be leaving on tuesday only to realize that my flight was booked for wednesday what it means is that I'm going to be having February 28th is Wednesday, right? So I'm going to be having a communion service with you here. So, so and I'm going to ask the new two to join us. I will ask them to join us on that Wednesday. And it's going to be an amazing one. Somebody say amen. amen. Pastor Rex, it's good to see you this morning. Thank you. 
Are you ready? Come on. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Really ready? Open your Bibles to the book of Philippians. I've been doing a lot of study on the book of Philippians since the beginning of the year. And it's been amazing. I realize it's a book that is so much loaded. I'm going to be speaking on what I call true elevation. True elevation. True elevation. Philippians chapter 1, from verse 1. Paul and Timothy bond servants of Jesus Christ to so all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you always in in always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the very first day until now. Verse 6, which is actually my emphasis at this junction, it says, Being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you who has begun a good work in you i want you to say with me loud and clear say there is a, there is a good work in me <laughs> you know a lot of times when we're quoting this particular scripture we're so quick to just run through everything. But the scripture of the law pointed me to that part. There is a good work in you. Of course, he went on to say, he will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. But, but the starting point is you realizing there is already a good work going on in you. I have a good work going on in me say with me say i acknowledge the good work in me i want to let somebody know this morning that there is a work you are a work in progress <laughs> you are not yet complete you know i've had i've worked with different projects at different times and there's something about you know working with a project you know right from the you know the plan the blueprint and you begin to develop it, you lay the foundation, you know, you put the scaffold and a bunch of other things. Now, it takes somebody who understands the process of building to appreciate that work at that level. Everybody wants to walk into a, a ready building, you know, with, in fact, preferably furniture everything in place but what you don't realize is this before you get there there are stages there are faces you can't skip 
The foundation must be well laid. All the contractors must know what they're doing in terms of putting the different aspects of the work together. But even at that stage, at that phase, when it doesn't look together yet, it's a good work. Lift up your toes and shout, I have a good work. Come on, scream and say, I have a good work going on in me. And this, this is something that should get you excited. He says, he began it. He began it. The question is, do you know the person that started the work? What is his reputation? The Bible calls him Alpha and Omega. In other words, he has a reputation of completing what he starts. Oh, come on. If you understand what I'm saying, you'll be getting excited already. He has a reputation of finishing anything he starts. I'm excited. Lift up your toes and shout, there is a good war going on in me. <laughs> there is a good work going on in me. I may not look like it yet. An unfinished building does not look all together. Are you listening to me? People don't admire an unfinished building. They walk past it. They drive past it. In fact, you know, a lot of people don't notice it until it's, foolish, it's fully finished. And one day they will be driving and say, wow, when did they start this? It has been going on for a while. Oh, I don't know who I'm talking to. I say it has been going on for a while. I don't know what I came for this morning. You are getting a little bit frustrated. God says there's a good work. A good work is ongoing. A good work is ongoing. A good work. Don't abandon that project. It's a good work. I say it's a good work. Now, it's a different thing if you are responsible for that work. I may not be able to trust you. Why not this one, the one in charge of the project, is not a failure. Are you listening to me? Either become a good Work. Lift up your hands and shout, I am a good one. God calls you a good work. Mesatiah, he calls you a good work. Why? You are a good work. He that began a good work in you. <laughs> your neighbor might not even see it because he's in you. Oh, satire. A good work. A good work has started in me. Mesataba. Who am I talking to this morning? You're a little bit discouraged. It's time to say to shake up the discouragement. Say it's a good work. Lekia, I'm not finished yet. I'm not yet a finished product, but I know a good work is ongoing. Hey, Lekria Nakasa, there is a good work in progress. And this work will not be abandoned. This work will be completed because his name is Alpha and Omega. He that began a good work in you. Will hey, complete it. He will complete it. You are assured that work will be completed. <laughs> you know, if this is all the revelation you get out of this meeting, it's enough. Oh, there's a good work. 
<laughs> when you woke up this morning, you were a little bit discouraged. No more. There is a good work. A good work is in progress. A good work that God himself initiated. And he will complete it. Philemon chapter 1 verse 6. He that began, <laughs> he has started it. And that work is ongoing in me. Philemon 1 6. Not Philippians. Philemon now. It, starts, it sounds like brothers. Philippians, Philemon. Philemon. It says that of Philemon. According to Brother Creflo. That the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of Philippians 1 6 says he has started a good work and here he says there is an acknowledgement the awareness of every good thing so there is good in you. Someone says something good is here. The acknowledgement, the awareness by revelation. The acknowledgement is not just say, oh, I acknowledge you are there. No. It's an awareness. It's not a mental sense. It's an awareness by revelation. There's an awareness of the good thing which is in you. The good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. He began a good work. And here he says, there's an acknowledgement by revelation, an awareness by revelation of that good thing which is already in you. So the sharing of your faith becomes effective when you do what? When you know by revelation. You know. There's a good thing and there's a good work. Say after me, say there's a good thing, there's a good thing. In, me. in me. And there's a good work, a good work. Ongoing. ongoing in me. In me. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. <laughs> hey! Don't write me off. <laughs> How dare you? You can't write me off. He said, For we are his workmanship. He's working. His workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God prepared. Beforehand, that we should walk in them. So there are works that have been prepared for you. You are built to manifest them. There's a good work in you. You have good thing in you. And you have been created unto good works. Now the amazing thing is this. All these things are as a result of him walking in you. For you to literally ma manifest the fullness of what I'm talking about this morning, 
you must be conscious of the ministry of the Holy Spirit in a new creation. You know, we talk about Jesus finished it, right? But you know, when Jesus was about, before, just before when Jesus went to the cross, you know what he said? He said, and I will pray to the Father that he may send unto you another what? Another helper. That he may abide what? with you. Now, I want you to think about it. Why is he here? Is it because there's no room for him in heaven? Come on, talk to me. Heaven is so full, angels have occupied all the rooms. And they say, Holy Spirit, I think you have to move to heart. And God begged you. Say, Go down. You have a room in your house for the Holy Spirit. Say, I can manage. Let him come. Then he moved. Now, he was not sent out of heaven because heaven was saturated and he lost his room. He came here on a mission. And you are his mission. You know, there's something about knowing about the working of the Holy Spirit in you. He's working. He's working. You know, the, 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 when there's an awareness of what the Holy Spirit is doing in you today, the good work is doing in you. The good works is working in you to manifest the good thing that has been deposited in you by him. Ladies and gentlemen, you will live a life without frustration. Say after me, say, I will not be frustrated. Say loud and clear, say, I will not be frustrated. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. You are getting disturbed by one thing or the other. God told me to tell you. He said, there is a good work going on in you. There is a good work going on in you. Someone is screaming, say, there is a good work going on in me. She said it again. She said, there's a good work in, going on in me. I will not be frustrated. <laughs> because God is working. He's working. He's working. He's building. He's putting something together. Something fanciful. Something great. Something wonderful. I believe in his good work. The helper is here. Working in me all the time. To bring out the best. For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. Unto good works. Wow. Go to Philippians chapter 2. Wow. Verse 13. He's walking. I said he's walking. I said he is walking. I said he is walking. I said he is walking. I want somebody to jump up and rejoice in the Holy Ghost because you know it's working. If you know God is working in you, begin to rejoice right now. I feel miracles already. Just, just I know it's working. I know he's working. Sit down. Sit down. He is working. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. He said, For it is God who walks. <laughs> And that's why you have no business warning. A good work is going on in you. 
you have a good thing going on in you. You are created unto good works. But it just happens that all of this thing has nothing to do with you. You are like the piece of land that a contractor moved in and started putting things together. And all of a sudden, can you imagine the land getting worried? When is this building going to finish? What's your business? You are just a piece of land. Let the contractor work. He knows what to do. He knows how to do it. If you, give, if you let him have his tools on your, on, your, on your land, things will look good. The land has no idea what is going on. All, all he knows is that something is coming up. Something is coming up. You are that land. And God is saying, I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. And he says, let me assure you, what I've started, I will complete. Because you are looking at it, he says, what are you really doing? Can you imagine? And I say, ah, look at the way, look at the other building there. But this land, look, what have you done in the last, in the last three months? He says, shut up. It is God that walks. Hey. It is God that walks in you. Both to will. Even the choices you will make. Can I prophesy over somebody? The choices you will make in this season is beyond you. Oh, get on your feet. I feel the Holy Ghost. I came to prophesy. I said the choices you will make. Like People are going to say, oh boy, he's so smart. But you know it was not you. Because it is God, the one that is doing the good work. He's walking, he's walking, he's walking, he's walking. God is at work. Lift up your two hands and shout, say, God is at work. It's not going to be about your mind. It's going to be about your will. It's not going to be about your performance. It's going to be about God at work. He's the one walking, 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 walking. You will wake up some of these days and all of a sudden you just know, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to go there. I'm supposed to make this decision. Because God is walking. Somebody shall God is walking. It is God who walks. So sober. It is God who walks. Hey, God is walking. It is God who walks in you, both to will. Now, yesterday I was talking to some people and they say, concerning the new, they thought it was a product of strategy that I came up with. They said, no, it was God that walks. He walked, he walked it, he walked it. And he gave me that vision. Boom, boom, boom. And it was clear. Boom. This is the way you are going to do it. This is how you are going to do it. And I just knew this is the decision to make. Have I seen it anywhere before? No. I remember when my, myself and Pastor T were talking. Pastor T said, uh, so it's going to be a youth church. I said, no, it's not a youth church. It's not a young adult church. It is a what? Church. So, oh, what a wise man. Please don't give me the credit. If you want to give the credit to anybody, give it to the person that is walking. And God told me, he said, there are certain things I'm going to be bringing out of you that's going to be beyond you, beyond your intellect, beyond what your mind can conceive. It's going to be me walking. I just need the same way that contractor needs the land to agree that I, can I walk on you? The contractor knows how to build. 
But he needs a land that we allow him to build. God told me, he said, will you be that land in this season? You, will, will, will you be that land in this season? Because there, there are amazing things waiting for you in the next few months. Oh, I, I feel an anointing of the Holy Ghost this morning. Amazing things that will blow your own mind just to prove it is not you walking. It is God walking. You will be in the middle of a mighty manifestation and you will not be able to claim the credit for it because God is the worker. You are just the land is working on. In fact, all you'll be able to say is, Lord, thank you for picking me as the land. <laughs> thank you for, for selecting me as your project site. Any project site here this morning? Any project site this morning? Thank you, thank you. Thank you for deciding to build on my lands. It is God who walks. It is God who walks. It is God who walks. I know some of you are wondering, but you say you're going to be talking about true elevation. Yes, that's where I'm going. Yeah. It is God, because for you to experience true elevation, you must allow the worker to walk. He wants, God says, I want to walk. Except the Lord builds. They labor in vain. That what? Build. He said, I, I, I'm the builder. I want to build. I want to erect something major. But, but will you let me build? Will your land be restful enough for me to build? Somebody is so worried now. I don't know where my life is going. You don't get it. You are disturbing the, co the contractor. The contractor wants to build. Now your land is not cooperating. He said, let me build. I want to build. I want to build. But I need an environment to build. I need the right atmosphere to build. Will you let me build all this overly concern, all this I'm depressed today, I don't know what to do tomorrow. It's not going to help this project. There's a project. I'm on a, oh my, who am I talking to this morning? God says, I'm on a project. Let me start, you know, I started this project and I will finish it. So he sent me all the way from Chicago to tell somebody, this project will be completed. Yeah. Who am I talking to? So I said, it's taking too long. He said, do you trust me? Hallelujah. Just take your mind off time and put your mind on me. Stop counting time. Just say, Lord, I trust you. You know, people that really trust God, they don't look at time. Yeah, yeah. Because as far as they are concerned, the moment he said it, he did it. Yeah. If, I, if you have to look at time, that means you don't trust him. Because he says, stop looking at time. I don't know what you are believing God for. He sent me to tell you, he said, I am the worker. What I've started, I will finish. But let me do my work. Don't interfere with my project. I'm working on your land on your side you are my project site and i'm the worker sit it is god who walks in you <laughs> so I said, but the problem is i don't even know what to do you have no problem but to we 
<laughs> Vote to will. Vote to will. All of a sudden, you're like, okay, okay, okay. I know what to do. We're going to do this. We're going to make this decision. We're going to go to this place. We're going to expand that company. We're going to do that. We're going to plant that church. And you'll be like, pa, 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 pa. And somebody says, what is going on? It is God at work. It is God at work. I say, it is God at work. It is God at work. It is God at work. Anybody feeling what God is saying this morning? It is God at work. It is God at work. It is God at work. In this season, God is saying, I am at work. Working all the time. But to will and to do. Even the doing. Who is doing it? Come on, scream it. Who is doing it? Who is doing it? Who is doing it? I said, who is doing it? 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 I thought somebody would jump up and start rejoicing in the world that wills. <laughs> God is the one walking. Taking care of the willing part. And the doing parts. You know, so many times, sit down, in ministry, there are times I feel, I feel lost when I get into my mind. I don't know if you can... Are you getting my point? When you are out of the spirit, you are now in your mind. You feel lost. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You feel lost because what am I even doing? Does it make sense? For example, this money, this powerful word is coming, which I'm not responsible for. What if I tell you this, what I'm preaching today, right now, I'm preaching straight out of my spirit, no notes. I've never preached it anywhere before. I've never studied it before. I woke up this morning, and I felt empty. I said, ah, after all these weights, I've shared. The people will be so expectant on a Sunday morning. They will want fresh revelation. I just bring the Holy Ghost. Spend some time in the words. And relaxed. My notes, I wanted to put some notes down. It was disjointed. I just said, okay. I'm just going to flow. Is this project. I said, is this project. Now, I'm not saying... Don't prepare. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying, learn to lean on him. Somebody say, I lean on God. Come on, can you lean on him? Can you just say, I lean on God. For example, you are leaning on that chair. Now, the way you are seated, are you seated in such a way that, are you seated in such a way that maybe, it won't be able to hold me. I don't see anybody sitting like that. Is anybody sitting like that? Because you trust the integrity of the chair. There's something about having confidence in the integrity of God. Even when you feel like there are too many things that have not been taken care of, you still lean. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. 
I came this morning just to encourage somebody under the sound of my voice. God is saying to you, I have a project going on in your life which will not be abandoned. And God told me to tell you, say, to, tell, to, let, to, let, to let you know that it's not your project, it's my project. You are just the side. I'm responsible for this project. And that's why I sent my spirit to help you in this project. Every saint of God on earth is a project. And we have a project director. It's called the Holy Spirit. Don't allow your project director to be frustrated. Let him walk. And God is saying, I know what I've put in you. There's a good thing going on in you. There's a good work going on in you. And I'm committed to the completion of that good work. Yeah. Let me finish it. Just lift up your hands and say, I will let God, will let God complete, complete the work that is going on in me. I will not be frustrated. I will not be worried. I will not be overly concerned. Because I trust the one who is walking. I trust him. He's walking. He's walking. He's walking. He's walking. He's walking. It is God who walks in you. That's another thing. He walks in you. He's, people can't see it, but the work is ongoing. You know, I've been in ministry for over 20 years now. I'm still amazed when people come to me and say there's a call of God upon my life. Because at times, some of the people don't look like it. And I remember, you too, you did not look like it. You were the only ones who were excited about it. Because of the revelation you had. Because that work was in you. I didn't look like it. No, there are people today that I'm just glad I was sensitive enough to see what cannot be seen. Because if I were to go by what is seen, when they claim God was dealing with them, I would have said, wait, or go and pray again. Turn to your neighbor and say, you may not look like it. Say loud and clear, say, you may not look like it. But the one that is working in you knows what to do. And by the time he's done, what is working out in you will be seen everywhere. There's a good work in you. He that began a good work in you will complete it. There will be a manifestation phase. But before the manifestation phase, you must believe in the good work. Acknowledge every good thing. Hey, which is in you by Christ Jesus. I acknowledge every good thing. I have confidence in that project. I know the builder will not fail me. If you have ever been involved in a project and the builder is unreliable, I'm not even know what I'm talking about. I've done a few projects that the contractor ran away, took my money. And after a while, I stopped picking up my course. Has it happened to anybody before? Or started giving an excuse. My mother is sick. My wife is admitted. My children, they, 
but we have a due date. You agreed that you will complete this project by this time. He said, just understand. I've come to let you know that God will never say, just understand. He's a committed contractor. He will not start what he cannot finish. God is working. God is working both to will and to do. <laughs> Somebody say, then what do I do then? <laughs> Since he's the one willing and he's not doing. So that means I've been rendered useless. <laughs> oh, you don't get it. He's the one willing and he's the one doing. What do you do? Isaiah chapter 55. Oh, what a word this morning. I'm downloading. And you are uploading, right? Okay. This is one of those messages that when you are done preaching it to yourself, you have to go and listen to it. Because you feel used. Oh, you didn't get Baba. It's like God just used you. And there's one thing, if he has taught you a revelation, then you now share it. But this one, he just say, okay, I'll just pass through you. <laughs> and he does it. A lot of times when God is giving me new revelation, that's what he does. Heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. Let me break it down for you. Let me show you. Probably maybe something you've never seen. God says, my, what I want to do is beyond what your mind can conceive. If you want to operate on your mind level, you cannot reach my level. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. And your ways, the way you want to execute it, the way you are thinking you go about it, they are too low for my, you know, my own standard of execution. And he went on to say in verse 10, he said, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the heart, and make it bring forth and board that he may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be. In other words, I'm literally going to operate by the vehicle of my word. And the way my work is going to deliver is comparable to what is going on in verse 10. The rain comes down. The snow from heaven. It will not return there, but water they had. And it makes, look at the whole process. Brings forth. God is smarter than the smartest man. So for you, mortal man, to think you know how to do what God has called you to do, ah, that is dumb. If he gave you the plan, why not follow his plan? Lift up your two hands and throw it into heaven and say, Lord, I trust you. With my life. Come on, say loud and clear. Say, Lord, I trust you. Him with my life. Say it again. Say, Lord, I trust you with my life. You know, this, that, this is one of the reasons why I, I tell people, I say one of the most powerful revelations you can have on prayer is a revelation on the prayer of consecration. When you learn to say, Lord, I just trust you with my life. Not my will, not my plans, but your will, your plan. 
I submit to you. Because if it's your plan, if it's your will, if it's your path, that means there is a word that knows how to deliver it. And he says, so, so shall my word be that comes forth out of my mouth. It will not return unto me void. Are you listening to me? It, it will not, you know, the greatest strategy on heart is incomparable with his word. The word of the Lord knows what to do, how to deliver, beyond what your mind can ever conceive. Once you have a word from the Lord, you can start rejoicing. Oh my God. He will do it. He will do it. He will do it. I have no idea. Let me tell you something. In over 20 years of working with the Lord in ministry, I still have no idea how he does this. I know some of you were surprised when we were praying for the church. The pastor from Cameroon yesterday said, ah, Cameroon. When they reach Cameroon, I don't get it. Republic of Benin, that happened last year. Did I understand? I don't understand. But because that word came, he said, I will send you forth to the nations. I just rested on it. And it keeps expanding. I don't speak French. How come we have churches in French-speaking nations? Somebody was teaching me a few months ago, a few years ago. He said, "You need to go and learn French now." I said, uh, "If it's by learning French, I, should, I would have needed to learn French before the first church in French-speaking country." So, please don't put me under stress. If I need to learn France, I mean French, God will let me to know. Please leave me alone. Because that's the problem with some of us. God will start a process and you now hijack it from God. Hijack and you push God away. Say, go away. I know what to do. You you go into your okay, okay, this is what we are going to do. We, we, we plan it this way and cut this way, cut that way. And as you are cutting everything, you were cutting God. And God is like, Will you let me back? This is my project. It's not your project, it's my project. He said, God. You have given me the direction. At least you said it. Let me complete it. You cannot complete what is started. Yeah. He that began a good work, let him. What about this? He said, he's the one that works in you both to will. Some people allowed him to will, but they are not allowing him to do. In fact, a lot of ministers are guilty of that. They had no plans to start ministry. God breathed upon them. He called them. Now that he has called them. Then I said, okay, God, you've been driving this car for a while. I think I should be the one driving. Can you move to passenger side? Let me move to driver's side. And they took God from the, passengers, from the driver's side. I put him on passenger side. And they sat. And all of a sudden, what was supposed to be so beautiful now becomes clumsy. He said, where should I turn to? Right or left? Hmm. It seems right looks good. And they turn their car in right. And the passenger said, please, will you let me drive? I said, shut up. I can drive. I know what I'm doing. But God told me, he said, you need to change that method. It's not working. He that began a good work in you will complete it. I'm walking. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost already this morning. I'm walking. 
<laughs> I'm walking. <laughs> I'm walking. I'm walking. You know, God told me recently for some rest. He said, I just need you to rest. <laughs> Already laughing. <laughs> he said, I wake up in the morning. So what do I do today? Rest. Wow. I said, ah. I say, rest. You know, I give them a definition at the pastor's and minister's retreat and Dickens' retreat on Wednesday. And God, God downloaded it for me this past week. He said, rest is where your faith meets my grace. That's the meeting point of your faith and my grace. Grace is what God does. Faith is what you now use to take what God does. And how do you know you are there? Rest is indication. The meeting point of what? Faith and what? Grace. When they meet you. And that's why we hear definitions like, you know, rest is actually the height of faith. And that's why you hear things like, rest is the atmosphere of grace. So when you get to rest, what it means is that faith and grace have met. The supply and the demands are in contact. What you need is meeting with what you, what you need is meeting with the supplies. Boom. Boom. God is working. God is working. God is working. God is working. I started a good work in you. I started it. I will complete it. You are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Acknowledge the good things which are in you, which you did not put there. For you are his workmanship. If there's anything good going on in you, it's because of his goodness. Don't make it about you. God has so much to do in your life. But God told me to tell you, he said, the way I'll be able to do it is when you let me rest. To the glory of God, we're going to be dedicating the Apostolic Center in a few weeks' time. And I'm so excited. But you know what? He did it all. He said, oh, Reverend K, ah, that man is a very hardworking man. Please, don't kill me. I'm not that hardworking. Say, look, look, look at, look at that strategic facility they got. That's what I'm talking about. Ah, you don't get it. I got nothing. You know, one of my church members that God used as a vehicle to get that prep, and I'm going to explain to you how God used him because because there's a way I can see you can I can see it that way, and you think like, hmm, maybe he was the one that gave the connection. He did not even know about the connection. What happened that was that he's a, he's, 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 he's a Nigerian who has lived in America all his life. Maybe for 30-something years. Married to a Puerto Rican. Both of them are active members of a church. They're leaders. So they had a child. And you know, so it was like, okay, Puerto Ricans don't do naming ceremony. Nigerians do naming ceremony. So what do we do? I said, anything you want. So they pick a day. The naming ceremony was like, the church was, was almost 
<laughs> not running around, but maybe two months. <laughs> so I said, okay, name me ceremony in two months. It's okay. Anytime you want to name it, it's okay. By the way, you did not take the baby out of the hospital without a name. So <laughs> the baby already has a name. It's just an opportunity to appreciate God. Somebody shout amen. amen. So they fixed the name ceremony. That was about two, two years ago. And I showed up there. I said, okay, I'll preach. I declare you will not miss your day of visitation. Yeah. That's why I said, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God. I could have said, oh, Pastor, to go and do it. Because I don't, I can count the number of naming I've done in the last several years in Chicago. I don't. It's not my duty. I said, okay, I will do it. So I came. And thank God, I agreed. I declare one more time. I say you will not miss your day of visitation. I'm serious. So I showed up to name a child. And about 25 people were there. So, and God gave me a message. I can't even remember the message. All I know that the message was anointed. And I preached it like I was preaching to thousands of people. So when I was done preaching, this African-American woman stood up and came to meet me where I was seated. You know, it's not a church setting. It's in somebody's living room. So he came to me and said, Oh, sir, I'm sorry. I'm not normally this forward, but I just want to let you know you blessed me. Say, I was raised in a pastor's house. My grandfather is a pastor. I've been in church all my life, but I've never been disblessed in a naming ceremony. So I said, thank you. So he went to, she went to sit down. And about 15 minutes later, she stood up again. I declare whosoever God will use to manifest what is yours in this season, they will not be able to sleep until they deliver her. So 15 minutes after, she stood up again. Ah, Thank, It was like something was biting her. And I know this lady, she's, now that I know her very well, I know it's not, that's not her naturally. So she stood up and came back to me. In fact, you could feel like, you could feel it when she was coming back the second time that she was already feeling like a nuisance. I said, Pastor, I'm sorry. This is not normally me, but I sat down there and the Holy Ghost told me, my grandfather's church is yours. What kind of a message is that your grandfather's church is my, what has been in your family where you were married where all your cousins were married the building that everybody is attached to God now told you it belongs to a stranger you have never seen before I said okay but there's another part to it it's called sensitivity because initially I'm like we were not even looking for a building. We were thinking of buying more, more buildings on our street and expanding. That's what we are thinking. But God is working. You know, there are doors that God will on purpose shut so that you will not be distracted. The building next door we targeted about two years ago or two or three years ago because it went on foreclosure. Before we know it, they sold it. I was pained. Because I had already dreamt of what? Expansion. And the one, the other side too. The person was supposed to go to Mexico and refused to go 
So we were stranded. It's like we can't go to the right or to the left. We wanted to buy. We, have, we had approached both of them. But both of them blocked. This one went on foreclosure. They didn't tell us. They sold it to another person. So before you know it, this fancy restaurant showed up there. I said, oh my God. And this one that was supposed to go to Mexico, refused to go to Mexico. He planned that he was going to go to Mexico. I was going to buy the facility. But he changed his mind. So we was stuck. So I just stopped thinking about building. Because our plans were not materializing. And here comes a plan from heaven. A plan that I was not behind. But heaven is behind. I declare what God is working in your life, in your, in your destiny, in your ministry, in the different aspects of your life. In this season, I declare in the name of Jesus, you will not miss it. Because God is not a respecter of person. He cannot, be, he cannot have plans to work in you and not have plans to work in you. So he has plans to work in all of us. Here comes a plan I had no idea about which God was working. So he said it. She said it. She was even feeling bad. I said, don't feel bad. Thank you. Initially, I didn't take it serious. So after the naming ceremony, I was going on with my wife. And I said, ah, do you know what that lady said? said what did she say? She said, her grandfather's church is my church. I said, who even knows how the church looks like? Maybe it's like a church under the, under the ground, underground church. Who knows? I said, even let's, let's look at it. So I said, what's the name of the church? I said, so I called her. I said, what's the name of the church? What is the location? So give me the address. I searched on the Google. Uh, I said, ah, this, 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 this doesn't look like an underground church. So we got home. So my wife said, my wife and I were talking. I said, ah, look at what this lady said. She said, look, this is the address. I said, should we go and see it? And it was a long day already. My wife said, let's go and see it. So we got in the car together and we drove there. And we called her. I said, we're in front of that, your grandfather's church. So I would tell my mom to open the door. And the mom came down and opened the door. That same day. And we walked in. I said, this is, that is your global apostolic center today. There are so many other things that happened after that first yeah. visit. But I don't have all the time. But you know, it got to a point that things were looking a little bit complicated. I just, God just had to tell me what to do. He said, was it your plan from day one? Why are you bothering yourself? There's so many people in the house that are getting concerned about a project that God started. He that began a good work is able to complete it. Why are you developing gray hair over a project that is not your project? If it's your project, you have a, you have a right to be worried. But if it's his project, he will finish it. You know, there was a time I used to get concerned. I said, oh, where do we even get again? In, in Lagos to, to build a, a center that can house all the, I mean, the meeting meetings because, of course, it's obvious this facility, this is only the, 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 the I mean, Ikeja, the new is to come in, so by the time everybody wants to come together, 
After a while, God said, what's your problem? When that time comes, there will be a place. If I have to create it from everyone, dump it yeah. in the Kedja, I will dump it for you. And it will be the exact size you yeah. need when that season comes. But in the meantime, enjoy what you have. And let me walk. Let him walk. He that began a good work in you is able to complete it. The initiator is also the finisher. Let him finish it. That's why he put his spirit in you. To keep on walking. He's walking, he's walking, he's walking, he's walking, he's walking, he's walking. There's a work going on. And that work will not be abandoned. Yeah. Lift up your trunks and say, the work the will be completed. Yeah. It's a good work. And it will deliver. You may be seated. Let me start rounding up. Are you learning something this morning? He began it. It's his work. It's not my work. <laughs> I'm just the project site. There are two things that the Spirit of the Lord. Now, let's go back to Isaiah chapter 55. You know, verse 8 says, His thoughts are not your thoughts, and His ways are not your ways. Verse 9 says, As the heavens are higher than the heart, so I, His ways are higher than what? Your ways. In other words, God's own way of executing things is bigger than what your mind can conceive. So, you are better off waiting on Him to will and to do. Verse 11 says, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth, it will not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. I please. I please is my word, and it will deliver what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Verse 12. It says, for you. Uh -huh. He has been saying what he's doing. Now, let's now talk about what you, that piece of land, that project site, needs to do. You shall go out with joy. And you will be led out with peace. He said, the mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Hey. Are, are you listening to me? He said, you. Listen, listen, listen. He said, you go out with joy. And let peace lead you. You go out with joy. And be led forth with peace. Let me do the work. Yeah. But in the meantime, stay in the place of rest. And there are two major attributes where rest is concerned. Joy and peace. God is working. I'm resting. How do I know I'm resting? I'm rejoicing. It does not matter how it looks. I believe it's working. Look at how many times Paul talked about rejoicing. In Philippians, a man locked up in prison. That epistle was written from his cell. 
and yet he said rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. Ladies and gentlemen, it did not say rejoice in the circumstance. That's the problem. You allow things and situations to determine your joy level. Mm -mm. Fix your joy in Jesus and what he has finished. Because the work the Holy Ghost is doing in you now is something Jesus has already accomplished. Fine, there's a work going on. There's a work in progress. But the reason why that work can be going on is because Jesus has finished it. The Holy Ghost is just in the ministry of executing what Jesus has finished. He's bringing into manifestation what Jesus has already finished. The blueprint is ready. So rejoice in the Lord. Fine, the work is going on. But I rejoice. Lift up your trunks and shout, I rejoice! You will be led out. I mean, you will go out with what? Joy. And you'll be led forth with what? Peace. I should release, uh, we should do some joy thing in the next few minutes. I rejoice. <laughs> I rejoice. I rejoice. You know, they, they, in fact, there, there are like three things I would have loved, loved to teach. Maybe I would teach it in the next service. I mean, the next church, not next service. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, the Bible says the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but in what? Righteousness. There's an establishment in righteousness, which simply means you are not performing to be accepted. Yeah. You're already accepted based on Jesus. You know, Paul wrote to the church, Philippians chapter 3, verse 1. I mean, verse 2. He said, beware of mutilators. Beware of dogs. Who are the people he called dogs? The people that were pulling them out of grace back to works. He said they are dogs. Is that, that's how God sees. Now, some of you think, uh, you know, whether it's works or whatever, it doesn't matter. It matters to God. He said, beware of them. They are dangerous. Anything that pulls you away from grace, that pulls you away from, you know, the righteousness of God, that puts you into performance, self-effort, you know, where you now put pressure on yourself. It's not God. Because anything that gets you under pressure like that, we, we, we impair your productivity. You can't produce under the law. You produce by grace. So I'm establishing righteousness. Lift up your hands and shout, I am established in righteousness. So I don't base it on me. I base it on Jesus. Jesus is my righteousness. <laughs> I am not under pressure. Can we say it together? Say, Jesus, Jesus. is my righteousness. I'm not under pressure. So I'm not doing anything to be accepted. I'm already accepted. I'm already accepted. I don't need to perform to impress. I'm already accepted. I'm establishing righteousness. Then what about the peace? I'm at peace. I let the peace of God rule and reign. You know, that's one of the reasons why, you know, we, we stay on the world all the time. So that we can sleep. That is your sedative. Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind? Hey, 
<laughs> Anytime you are finding because to sleep, take the word and take some pills. Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace. Go back to the word, so shall my word be. That going forth of my mouth, it will not return unto me void. You know, the amazing thing is that both the peace and the joy, the word will supply it. Yeah. <laughs> my joy have I put in you. Let the word produce that joy and peace in you. Set your focus on Jesus and let God complete what he has begun. So in the meantime, rest. Are you here this morning, Pastor? I need this, Pastor. I need that. I'm not interested. I'm interested in what you will do now. Set your focus on Jesus. It's my righteousness. Set your mind on his word. And be full of peace. Cast all your cares on him. Because you are so focused on the world to even see the cares. Get on your feet, everybody. Because God is walking. I said, God is walking. I said, God is walking. That is how to experience true elevation. When you let him walk, you will finish what he has begun. He's walking. I rejoice. Can we say this together? Say, Jesus, I believe God is walking. So I rejoice. Do I need to wind you? Or you already wind? Because we're about to have some joy session right now. We're about to have some joy session right now. Hey! You don't need any pill to rejoice. You have his word to rejoice. God is walking. I rejoice. Somebody rejoice! The more I rejoice, the faster the job. <laughs> God is working. I rejoice. He's working on every aspect of your life. Joy. You know, I believe, you know, the preceding verses work out your salvation with fear. I believe a major part of that workout is the workout of peace and joy. You want to work out, then focus on what? Peace and joy. Then what is working in? You will see the manifestation. You know, people that don't understand grace think thinks grace means, you know, don't do anything. No. It means let God walk. And when you let God walk, hey, you will look good. And at the end of the day, it's not going to be, it's, it's not going to be like you're going to be lazy. You're not going to be lazy. But what God is doing, we outweigh what you are doing. Is the builder, except the Lord builds, the labor in vain that build. Except the Lord keeps the, the watch in vain that tries to guard. God is walking. God is walking. God is walking. 
Why are you rejoicing? God is walking. Why are you so, so, so much at rest? Remember, rest is where your faith meets with what? His grace. Boom. I rest in Jesus. I rejoice in the Lord. I cast all my cares on him because I believe he's walking. No fear, no worry. God is walking. Have you been blessed this morning? Did you receive something tangible from heaven this morning? God is walking. God is walking. He's walking. There is a project going on in you. And that project will not fail. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00640.